Companies of all sizes are vulnerable to false advertising lawsuits, even your food truck. Let's talk about what false advertising is and what it is not. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. False advertising lawsuits are becoming increasingly common, particularly in the food and beverage industry. And they can be really lucrative for the successful plaintiff and their enterprising counsel. For example, Cliff Bar & Company recently settled a claim for $10.5 million over its quote-unquote healthy protein bars that allegedly contained a large amount of sugar. So exactly what constitute false advertising so you know what not to do? Well, false advertising lawsuits can be brought against companies on the basis that their advertisements are false, misleading, or deceptive to the reasonable average consumer. The law distinguishes between product statements that are generalized or vague or clearly subjective, like a claim of superiority. The average person would see those claims as, well, that's just an opinion. Those kind of claims are considered non-actionable in legal terms, and they're just exaggerated boasts. For example, someone says, I have the world's best hamburger. I have the world's best pizza. Obviously, that's just bragging what the law would ignore. Now let's look at the what the law would not ignore. The law looks at product claims that are specific and measurable. These are actionable and actionable in terms of you could be sued over them. For example, an ad that's claiming a product contains no preservatives and is found to have preservatives in it, that would be an actionable claim and most likely is going to lead to a lawsuit. Now these actionable product claims could literally be false or they could literally be true, but they're intended to mislead or confuse or deceive. False advertising lawsuits are not new. They have, however, been growing steadily here in the last few years. In 2022, there were over 200 class action lawsuits filed. You go back 10 years before, and there was only 53 for that particular year. Now, there's several reasons contributing to the rise in false advertising lawsuits. The first thing is consumers are increasingly aware of marketing tactics due to online marketing. So they're being bombarded and they're starting to figure out that some of this stuff just ain't true. Health conscious consumers are also paying closer attention to nutritional facts and then advertisements are healthy or all natural. And they're calling businesses out that have these claims but can't back it up. Social media enables dissatisfied customers to garner a whole bunch of widespread support, especially if their complaint goes viral. They put that video up, look at this, this is not healthy, look at all this sugar in it, look at what's on the ingredient list. And now they've got a whole bunch of people saying, yeah, I agree. Now we have a class action lawsuit. Recent case filings show that claims regarding flavorings of products and the sources of those flavorings 
are on the rise. Now, if this comes into play with one certain type of vendor, and that's our lemonade vendors, or folks that have drink lines. We see the conversation on the Facebook groups. Fresh versus powder. And it's a big debate. And somebody's always complaining about somebody who claims to have fresh, who is clearly using a powder. But the question is, are you really using fresh? Are you using powder? Or are you pretending to be fresh when you're using a mix of both or just using powder? What matters most is what does your advertising say? Vendors continue to try to move towards appeasing customers' desires for sustainable products. Product claims on sustainability, or greenwashing as they call it, are also ripe for court challenges. So be super careful when you're saying that all of our stuff is compostable and recyclable and all that. It had better be. There's a bunch of state level unfair competition in consumer protection laws. For example, California's Consumer Legal Remedies Act provides a private right of action and can even act as a conduit for class action lawsuits based on false advertising. This act provides for a whole bunch of remedies. And remedies is just fancy courtroom speak for uh, money given at the end of a lawsuit when they win. But it also includes monetary damages, that's the money given at the end, punitive damages, which usually goes to the state because you've said something that is clearly illegal, an injunction, which means you can't sell anything, so now you have no income, and here's the kicker, attorney's fees and court costs. So the losing party is paying all of that stuff. The possibility of the attorney's fees being paid makes this type of law very attractive to people that want to do class action litigation. Get a handful of people, turn themselves into a class, and the lawyer fights really, really hard to make a whole bunch of money. Essentially, those folks have nothing to lose when they file suit against you. False advertising claims can be brought by competitors under the Linham Act, and that's a federal trademark and false advertising statute. This particular act allows an action for false, misleading, or deceptive advertisements that influence purchasing decisions of consumers and that cause economic or reputational injury. False advertising laws can protect companies from losing market share to competitors who engage in false comparative ads or misleading consumers with false information about their products. So when you put something on your Facebook page about how your product is better than somebody else's and then you complain about what their product entails, you could be sued, especially if that claim is misleading. In March of 2022, consumers in Illinois filed a class action lawsuit against Tortino's Pizza Rolls because the pizza rolls claim to be naturally flavored and they're pizza in a golden crust. And this is despite the product containing imitation cheese and minimal pizza ingredient. How about Subway? You may recall allegations that its foot-long subs were really not 12 inches. That case was settled for half a million dollars. Or how about in 2021? when Subway again was sued because their tuna was not 100% tuna. A marine biologist tested samples from 20 different Subways, and 19 of them didn't have any detectable tuna DNA, but it did contain DNA from pork, chicken, and cattle. So you figure that people that thought they were buying seafood would be a little bit upset over eating pork, chicken, and cattle? Yeah, I think so. Although the products and the issues, they may vary, recent case filings indicate an upward trend of false advertising in food and beverage industry, and it's going to continue. Companies of all sizes are vulnerable 
to false advertising lawsuits. All it's going to take is one business complaining about your quote-unquote fresh lemonade not being fresh, and they have a legitimate grounds to stand on. It's extremely important for you and your brand to protect your interests and carefully review your own product claims. There's no point in you losing business over what amounts to a lie in your advertisement. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.